Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty, natty, yeah, we live it. Lift the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. With the pounce, make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes is tatted on the jungle when we flex that who they muscle on. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the Trippin' orange and black and white Food day when we fight Live and die in these stripes Now who got a move rockin' on? Now who wanna move rockin' on? Who day? Who day? Who day, brothers? Welcome to another episode of Eagles of Brews. I am Del Alm, and I am joined by my co-host, Hooday Joe. I am also joined by the at Parker Blake 60. If you have not watched his O-line breakdowns, you are missing out. This guy's a superstar in the making. And just look at his look at his hair. Just look <laughs> at it. He's like a blend of like Ted Karras and Hayden Hurst. Dude, that is like the best compliment I think I've ever received in my life. <laughs> That's my night right there. That's true good we're we are the national darlings as as i thought we would i'm like we beat the chiefs get really ready, charles we're gonna ask where Derek is. i'll give you one guess charles where Derek <laughs> is. work yeah better than dead well we got matt on here who's gonna join the show here in a little bit yep since he had we got our we got our since he had I don't know if Parker ordered one yet. It's on the way. It's on the way. I promise. This is on the way. My, my, my God, here. Imagine the whole outfit, but yeah, it looks slick. I oh, hope yeah. we don't scare Matt off in this first half an hour because we're kind of I know. a bunch here at Bengals and Bruce. Yeah, let's try not to turn into After Dark too soon. Sometimes it goes off the rails. Did you just tell me to behave? Sorry. I have an authority problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not I said something. try. Now you're provoking him. Now you're provoking yeah. him. Yeah. I'm like, don't put that comment up, Dale. Don't put that comment up. You're like, fuck, I am. Tell me yeah. what to do. <laughs> All right, so great win over the Chiefs, 27-24. Great to beat them and be 3-0 and against them in this calendar year, which is crazy. Yeah. It's the fucking wow. Chiefs, man. It's Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Travis Kelsey. We are here, though, with our guy, Parker, to talk offensive line and how well our offensive line is playing right now and some of his top-graded players. So let's just hit right off the rip. Let's go Let's go from, from left tackle all the way over with how you think they're playing, starting with Jonah Williams. How I think they're playing currently? Yes. I mean, Jonah, I, Jonah's coming back. I, he's looking healthier. I mean, he's still – I don't think he's 100% yet. I think the bye week was good for him. He's moving a lot better. I think he's anchoring a lot better in his pass set, which will be good against Garrett this week. I think I, he's he's coming back. Don't worry. He's coming back. What's the biggest difference that you've you've seen with him lately? He's healthy, motherfucker, like I kept saying. <laughs> well, No, I, I think he – I was talking about this after the Steelers game against Highsmith, but he – his biggest weakness all season was that it was those inside moves, those secondary moves, like the spins coming inside. And he just could not catch up with them. And I think he's improved his interior protection in his past set a ton. And I don't know if it was just like he like watched a bunch of film over the bye or if he just hammered it out of practice for a month and a half or what. But it's he's looking strong now. And like I yeah, I feel a lot better about him coming to the back half of the season. Very cool. Well, and it probably is a lot of watching film. Honestly, that's when he was coming in. He always said that when we drafted him. He's like, he's like, I am film room junkie, like. He watches everything back. So now we got to get to your man crush from 
From left tackle to left guard. Oh, yeah, man. I'm wearing my Bolsa jersey right now, man. Best Love player of the it. week. Let's see. Love it. Let's, let's well, get I, I, I can't even stand up here, but look. I got, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the there's the 67. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, no, he was, he was the best player of the week. He got like an 80, almost an 83% um, overall grade. Um, he, he looks un, unbeatable in pass protection most of the time. He has a couple slip-ups where he gets a little too aggressive with his hands. But he is he is on it right now, and I can't wait to see how he pans out over the next couple of years. But even just the rest of the season, he's going to be whooping ass, and I'm excited to watch it. That's awesome. a rookie. Did that's a fourth round. That's a pick. fourth round FCS rookie, man. Did you, you don't need that you, guy from Clemson. Did you look at him much uh, as a prospect coming out, and and if so, what did, what did you think of him? I saw some clips, but I right after they drafted him, I went back and I watched a bunch of stuff that I the stuff that I could find. And I was really worried about his feet. He crossed his feet a lot and clicked his heels a lot, especially in pass protection. I was I was like, he's going to be one of those typical guards that can't pass block but can run block. And like even just week one when he came out, his feet looked a thousand times better. I'm like, wow, he like came in, knew it was a problem, fixed it, and was already a better player week one. And I think just watching him through the preseason and then watching him as the season's gone so far, I mean, he's improved every week technically. I mean, you're going to have better and worse weeks, but he's been improving every single week in my opinion. Yeah, I remember going down to training camp and he was almost always, whenever there was a break, he was talking to one of the other O-linemen and going over different techniques. And you can tell he's a student of the game. And the fact that he's already showing these big improvements so early in his career, it's it's amazing. It's best best we could have asked for. He's just one of those lunch pail guys that wants to get better, man. He just yep. always wants to get better. And even even Collins, like we'll get to Collins because we're going left to right here. But Collins was right there with him, and Collins like he's eating us up. And when Collins came in with Dallas, he played left guard. So that was a good guy for Volson to actually listen to. And I I'm guessing he probably helped as much as Pollock, honestly. Like that's something people don't talk about, but I guarantee yep. if if we were lucky enough to ever interview Volson, that he would probably say Collins helped him a lot because that those pictures you're talking about, I would always see Collins. Yep. Collins was in his ear. Collins was, and I'm like, Collins played left guard, like he and he played at a pretty good level in Dallas. Yeah, there was a lot of pictures of them like just talking to each other and working mm-hmm. through stuff, like even outside of practices. Like, I bet he yeah. Mm-hmm. Volson's real. I mean, and this is such a good group for a rookie to be inserted into because I mean, it's they're all a bunch of guys that just want to help get better. They don't. We don't really have any of those big personalities that are like, no, I'm the shit. I'm the guy. Right. Don't talk to me. It's just a, it's a group that wants to get better. That moves us right into center and a veteran leader and since he since he hats Ted Karras, who we all love, Ted Karras. No, Ted. Ted's awesome. I love. I've loved him since week one. I think he's. He's the definition of the rock that you need at center. He's very consistent. He's very – and he's he's just a great player. He's never going to be that top three center, I don't think, just because I don't think he has some of the aggression that you need at that position. But we don't need that. We don't need that, especially at the center position. We need a guy that's willing to lead the line and help where he needs to help. And, like, I've always laughed because it feels like where there's games where, oh, they didn't pass block very well this game. He was always the best pass blocker. Or, oh, the run blocking looks so good this game. He was the run blocker. Like it's, he just, he's, he's just like water. He fills the gaps. And I think he's great at doing that and being right next to Volson. I'm sure that's been a huge impact on how he's improved throughout the year as well. Like I love, I love Karis. I got a Karis jersey. I want to bring Cincinnati with me, but. Oh, is that, you're going to have a tough time deciding like which Jersey to wear to the game, right? No, I know. I, I, uh, I've been trying to do the, well, since we've been on this streak, is when I got these jerseys, and it's I always match the team because I have a white and orange and a black. So I'm probably I'll wear whatever they're wearing. I don't I remember off the top of my head what it is. And then the yeah. other two will be for my escapades around the city, trying to run into people. It's definitely not going to be uh, the Volson white one. No, nope. it's either orange or black. I want to say they're black. black. I think they're black on black. Black. That's what I was. So I'll be rocking. Yeah. The, I'll be rocking the Teddy K and the Cincy hat. There you go. So, yeah, right, I mean, before we move on to right guard, sorry, Joe, I was gonna get Matt's comment up here. So, what what do we think of the holding call? No, I seem ticky tack, but he wants your expert opinion. Well, first off, I'm no expert. I don't claim you are, to be. everyone you else are. claims that I'm an expert. But spreadsheet, I, 
You do a spreadsheet. I do a spreadsheet. I do a spreadsheet, which makes me professional in Dale's eyes. But uh, I, I even think with like the Williams holdings that we've been getting throughout the year, I, I, as an XO lineman, I think most holding calls are ticky tacky. <laughs> I will say Karras holds a bunch because he's a center. I was a center. I held like every play if I could. So I, I think it was a good call by the official, but I would hope he would do that again if the time came around. So it was a good hold if that's a thing. So, And uh, I'm going to do this one. Then. Joe, did you have a question uh, after this one? Okay, but Crip saying, Peter Parker Blake, have you heard anyone saying anything about Frank Pollock's seat being hot? I mean, I, I know a lot of people, Blake, especially Blake. at the beginning of the season, were like they were all after Frank. And I, I was a little frustrated with Frank just because I didn't see much improvement from the group as a whole, and especially with our tackles, how they struggled through the first few weeks. I was like, are they not working on this stuff? Because it's, it's like the, the consistent issues, they're not really different issues. It's just the same thing over and over again. But then, again, coming out of the bye, I mean, it looked like all the technical issues I was worried about for the first half of the year got cleaned up. So I don't know if they just, again, I don't know if they hammered it or if they just got in their groove and gelled as a group so they could start playing their ball and kind of get back to the technique that they know. But I'm I'm now on Team Pollock again, as I was before. But I, there was there was a questionable time there at the beginning of the season. But I, I have full faith in him, especially with what he's done with Volson. And I'll back up what you're saying before Joe asks his question, because I was kind of the same way. Like I always believed in Pollock, but then it's like, okay, we spent the money this year. We got the guys, we've got Jonah. And if he's regressing, like you said, that's a problem. There's something going on there. And I said, it'll show the rest of the year. If it's just a, okay, we're gelling. And I know you said that's kind of a term casuals like me, but, <laughs> but if the line starts to play better, basically. If the yeah. line starts to play better, we'll see it, or we won't. You know, and clearly the line's playing better. Even a casual like me can see when you give up one sack the last two weeks, and honestly zero this week in my opinion. But um, I really feel like, okay, Frank's cooking now. Frank's, and I know you like the the hand drills that was going on, the, the punch We finally got some practice footage, man. I've been waiting. <laughs> they're not just up on these weird things where they're, yeah. <laughs> But go ahead, Joe. What's your question? I had a question about Karis, but you're talking too damn much, so I forgot it. But I do have another one. I think it was – I had a comment about Karis and just like – I mean, he really seems like he just ended up being a diamond in the rough. So kudos to you know Duke Tobin, whoever else uh, helped scout him out because uh, he was a guard uh, last in New England, right, as a kind of a rotational guy. Sorry, Parker. Karras, uh, I believe so. I mean, it was flopping back and forth, but he was more of like a backup center and a guard. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 was kind of like there. the expert there, but yeah, I knew, I knew when he originally came into New England, he, um, you know, he was just a guy because they were they were pretty solid on the line, so he was more of a rotational piece. But um, what you guys were just talking about, as far as like over time, the the group gelling. So right after Willie Anderson got into the Ring of Honor, I was able to get on a, a spaces and, and ask him before the season, like, hey, we got four new guys and one of them's a rookie. From an O-line standpoint, like, are we concerned about like them taking time to gel as a unit? Because I, I know nothing about that. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, I mean, I'm not too worried about it in the sense that like they'll they'll get that stuff worked out um, even if they don't have a ton of preseason reps or anything like that. But that's exactly what we've kind of seen. I'm not saying Willie's wrong, but like I don't and I, I think we've all kind of been talking about. So I don't know if I have a direct question because it's just like what Are you just was fucking it? rambling on. I am because you screwed me up, Dale, because you cut me off. <laughs> this is your three fault, fucking times, this is your fault. And now you got me pissed off. Just hey, Derek, go. Derek, just spit it out, fucking junior. God damn it. This is Bengals and Bruce. We don't fuck around here. We just say what's on our mind. Well, no, it's, it's, it's between the Williams injury and then Kaplan Collins not getting, like, any reps in even in practice until week one. I mean, there was a lot of factors that came in that, like, Frank couldn't control. The group just kind of had to get together. I mean, yeah, I just I, – they're, they're in a groove now, and I think we're going to see some great O-line play coming up here in the next few weeks. Hopefully through January and February. 
I, I want to transition because I want to hit all these linemen because I feel like they all deserve praise. So, uh, Kappa, I feel like he's been a steady force. I know you've graded him a little off from PFF at times, but overall the grades have been solid, I think, both, you know, all the way around. Um, he's been that solid force. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not going to wow you, but he seems to go out and do his job. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know what me and P, the PFF look at when we look at guards, but we always seem to be opposite. If I think Bolson had a good week, they usually trash him. If I think Kappa was horrible, they usually like, oh, he was the best guy on the line. So I don't know what they're looking at at guard play. But uh, I will say I, I, I think Kappa's been probably the second most consistent guy right next to Karras all season. He hasn't done anything to wow me, and I think he struggles at the second level. But I think just doing the base level job that they expect him to do I don't think anybody on the line is better at it. I mean, I, there's very few plays that he has misses or big, like, you know, oh, shit moments. And he's just – he's very consistent. He's never going to – he's never going to wow you, like you said, but he's he's a very consistent and a very effective guard. How do you how do you factor in in your grades when a guy just gets totally beat one-on-one, gives up a sack? Is that – is it just, like, kind of a pass-fail, like – can you give it like a high level on on how you do your grades and how? Yeah, so on the on the sheet that's linked in my Twitter bio, I have my grading scale, and it's from a minus two to a plus two. So it's like minus two, minus one and a half, minus one, minus one, minus a half, zero, and then plus, right? And so I have like if if you if you pancake a guy, that's a two. That's like the best we can ask for. If you put your guy in the ground, there you can't really do a better job on that play. That's a two. If you give up a sack, I grade it as a minus two because that's or a penalty. So if you hold, give up a sack, or if you get push pulled to the ground or anything like that, I grade that as a minus two because that's kind of the worst you can do. And then I kind of have like in the middle. So if you go to the far left tab, Dale. Oh, it's not me. It's Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe. I don't know that well oh, about God. technology. Let's <laughs> go all the way. Yeah. Grading, uh, grading guy. Yep. And so this is kind of like the base criteria I use per play. And obviously there's some that don't fall into it. I don't cover every single thing on there, but I kind of put that up there because I was getting asked that a lot up front. Mm. And so obviously it looks like there's more that can go negative. That's kind of how it is playing O line. It's either you beat your guy, you move your guy, you put your guy in the ground or it's not a very good play. So. Very cool. And I don't know that PFF is that like transparent as Parker is. That's what like. They're not. They're yeah, but if you go on their website, I, I looked for forever when I was first trying to like find. Oh, when they came out with their O line grades, I was like, oh shit, that's cool. So I went to their website, and if you go look at their grades, it's like it's a minus one zero plus one, and it essentially says whatever they think they did on that play, they graded. It. So it's very objective. That's and a good that, question. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and that that's the difference, I think. And Parker, that's why Parker Blake, Peter Parker Blake, is better than PFF. PPB, PPB is better than PFF. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It actually doesn't take me that long to grade games. It doesn't take as long as I thought it would. Um, it probably takes me like two to three hours, depending on the game. Like when we have a full overtime game, like week one, that took forever. Like my first week doing it, I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I want to grade a ton of snaps. <laughs> it was like a full hour long, like cut up that I got. But then, I mean, usually the cut ups are like, like 36 to 48 minutes long and it takes me probably a couple minutes of play a few minutes of play if it's a weird one and so i mean you can do the math there but it's not, not too bad oh not bad uh, enough where i don't want to do it anymore so just, just you know just three or four hours to break everything down <laughs> for for you for for the fans you know no big deal as long as people enjoy it it's worth it to me i mean when people like start telling me that it sucks and they don't want to see it anymore then i'll give up because it's not worth it at that point well you'll eventually get hate because so. people start doing good things they get hate but I, well, i'll I tell you you're doing a damn good job yeah and i i i think it's so timely right now because we had you know the year we had last year we, with the o-line and this year i have so many new pieces and we've been you know so bad early on and now we're starting to be on the upswing it's like all right and someone had a question earlier i apologize and bring it up oh greg had it you know so like where i i know we haven't gotten to, to collins yet but where are we in your eyes compared to the rest of the league are we top 15 are we i i think parker can probably 
put that answer in with talking about Collins for to end okay. the line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, for I mean, just to go to Collins first. I mean, yeah. I I've been very vocal that I I'm kind of let down. Like I had a I don't know if I put the bar too high and that's on me, but I really expected to get this mauler. I didn't really watch him much in Dallas. I have a buddy that's a Dallas fan. It's pretty much the only time I watch Collins is when I was watching games with him. And so I I really expected to get this kind of force in there. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to have, like, a dude out there that can just move people and bully people. That's what those lines have been missing. And he – I mean, he came in hurt, wasn't moving very well, and just kind of let me down through the majority of the season. And I think he's, he's honestly picked it up a lot after the bye as well. I still think – he has a very narrow stance and which is why he topples over a lot. A lot of people will comment how he's on the ground every play. I comment how he's on the ground every play. And I think it is just, he has a narrow stance and that might honestly just be because it's hard for him to move with his back. But I, I think we've seen flashes of what he can do in the run game. We've seen flashes of him being able to move on the perimeter and we've seen times where he can just absolutely maul people. I mean, week 10, he was bullying TJ for most of the game. So that's always fun to see. Oh yeah. And then as far as where the line kind of sits in the league, in my eyes, I we're at minimum a top 16, top 15 team. Um, I don't think we're performing far above average. And obviously week to week, it goes up and down. But I'd say I'd say we're for sure a top half team. I don't know if I'd put us top 10 yet, but if if we are, it's probably 10. The trajectory is going up. It's going up. They're looking good. And I that's why I keep saying like, I love this season. The season's going well. I'm excited, but I'm I'm honestly more excited to see what this this group can do next year. Yeah, and I don't want to start getting into off season, but at at, at this rate, I, I don't know if LC is on the team next We're year. We're not talking about off season. I've been going on Jeff's show. I've been saying this. Like, All let's right. enjoy this ride. I even had, right. I even said to Kathy Hurst, I was like, "We're not even going to worry about Aiden Hurst, the contract thing." But everyone should flood Mike Brown with uh, letters because he don't do uh, social media. Yeah, mail, mail him to one Paul Brown Stadium and say you love Hayden Hurst. So my we'll pick it. We'll pick it in February, March, right? Yes, but Dale, you already got stuff planned out as far as what our draft needs are. So I don't want to hear that from you. I don't. Well, <laughs> what you needs, do? You showed me. You, you have needs, but that doesn't mean I'm not locked <laughs> in on anything. What's Listen. your number one need, Dale? What's your number one? I go back and forth a little bit between offensive tackle and cornerback. That's all I love how you just said we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) Here we are. My dog's barking. We're not talking about it. You tricked me. You tricked me. (laughs) My dog's barking. Ask a couple questions. Matt, go ahead and start to join. We'll add Matt in. He's been in the chat. We'll get him in here. Talk some fun. some fun uh, Ted Care stuff, hopefully, too, before Parker has to get out of here. Heck, yeah. All right. Thank God he's gone. We can finally <laughs> We're free, he's Joe. Always, We're free. He's always fucking I'm talking. I'm still here. Hey, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I was trying to remove you. <laughs> uh, so, looking ahead to Cleveland, what, you know, what overall are, are you looking for as far as we need to learn from our, our mistakes, obviously, is that just from a pass protection standpoint, um, where, where do you think the biggest problems that Miles Garrett and company caused us? And what are you looking for Sunday? Well, I think I got to stick with, I mean, I gave, I gave the perfect game plan before the last Browns game and they did not listen to me. Obviously, they don't care about my opinion, but I think they should. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we had nine non-quarterback runs on the stat sheet after the last Browns game, and I think with how weak the their boxes, we they the Bengals have to run the ball inside, and they've been running the ball well. The line's starting to gel. P Ryan can run the ball. Mixon's going to be back now. Like just run the ball inside because running the ball inside will slow down your DNs. They won't be able to tee off every drive. And I've said part two is they have to be able to manage the sticks because you can't be getting in second and long, third and medium to third and long, because you're, I mean, Miles Garrett's going to tee off. If he gets, if he, if he feels like it's a passing down, yeah. he's going to go. Yeah. We, we can't let him pin his ears back. So we're going to add in Matt from since he hat, Matt, thanks for joining, man. How you doing? What's up guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can for hear sure. you great. All right. All right. How are we doing? We are doing great. Uh, perfect timing for today's show. This came in 
literally about an hour and a half ago from Hell UPS. Yeah. I kept getting like notification from UPS or like it's delayed, 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 and then it showed up today. So what I've learned time. is like I have no idea when UPS sends an email and when they don't. So like people are like hit me up like, hey, UPS said it'll be delivered tomorrow, and I'm like, we haven't even shipped yours out. I have no idea. We're not a hat company. We're figuring this out. So sorry. Like we're getting your hat yeah. as soon as possible. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for yeah. joining. I love this hat. Uh, I know Parker said his is on his way. I probably am gonna order another one i should have just ordered all four because that's what i'll probably end up doing i, know, I, think... well, I ordered the four i want to order the ford pack i only ordered one because i sent it to like i think i sent the link to your guys' shop to every single person that has potential to get me a christmas present let's so go. i may have nine hats here in a couple weeks but... go. let's go i uh <laughs> i saw an instagram reel yesterday where a woman had bought the four pack for her husband and her husband had bought the four pack from her and they both found it and they're like oh shit that's like, beautiful right, that's exactly what we need. that's love <laughs> Well, congrats, congrats on, on all the, the early success with, with the Cincy hat. Um, they look great. And uh, nice. I, I just saw that you guys have gotten orders from, is it 49 out of 50 states? You're missing, was it Wyoming? Thanks to Logan Wilson, we got number 50. He retweeted it, said, why oh, who day fans, where are you at? And it was, just, I mean, that's just like the most just hilarious microcosm example of this community yeah. it's just like band together get shit done like i knew tweeting that out like all right somebody's gonna like hook this up right now and it just happens like i i love this community so much that's incredible yeah oh. so uh why don't, why don't you give us an overview of yeah. i don't want to butcher the name um is it mercy village or the the village of mercy the village of marici so marici. why it's named that is saint angela marici is the patron saint of the disabled so that, that's kind of the background. So think of the village of Marici as a living community for adults with disabilities. So my brother's 45 years old. He's developmentally disabled. My parents, his whole life have been thinking like, well, when we die, what happens to Jason? Right. What they found out is like a lot of people go homeless. A lot of people live in their brother's basement for the rest of their lives. Yep. Not a ton of resources. So my mom and dad or my mom primarily founded this organization. It's been a wild run. They were like, Ted had this crazy idea to sell some hats. My mom was like, oh, we'll sell like two or 300 hats. And Ted and I were like, no, we're going to sell a couple more than that. And like the first night we had 200 orders in the first 10 minutes. That's and amazing. it's just been like the craziest three weeks of our lives since then. <laughs> that's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so great. And I, I love that it's going to such a great cause and a, a cause yeah. that's, you know, personal to you, personal to Ted. How did it come about with this hat and, you know, did, did you did you do the design or who who came up with the idea? How did it all come about? Zero product credit goes to me. Ted was literally in Florida with his neighbor who owns a golf supply company. So Ted lives in Fort Lauderdale in the off season. Uh, I don't know where he'll spend this off season, but you know he loves Florida. Sure. And his his neighbor was like, "Oh, you're moving in Cincy. Like, you want to get your friends a gift? You want to get your teammates a gift?" So they worked together on a quick hat design. Uh, turned out pretty cool. He got like a hundred hats printed, brought him into the locker room one day and he said he was kind of nervous, but he was hoping people would like him. Handed out like two or three hats and people were like, yo, where's that hat? Uh, and so he just kind of opened up his bag, was passing out to everyone. Everyone was like, this is an awesome hat. Uh, and I, I remember going over to his house in July. I went to the free practice in Paycor on like July 29th with like yep. the 30,000 other people that went to that practice. It was nuts. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, this hat's sweet. Like, where'd you get it? It's like, I made it. Oh, well, that's wild. Um, so, yeah, just like there were just like reporter after reporter after fan kept asking where to get this hat. And Ted basically kind of made up on the spot. Like, yeah, we're going to sell this hat. We're going to put all the proceeds to charity. Uh, he's always been a huge supporter of the nonprofit my mom runs, Village of Marici, uh, named them as the beneficiary. And then it was like, oh, shit, I guess we're a hat company. Let's roll. Uh, so, yeah, it's been flying by the seat of our pants. We're learning a million things every single day. Uh, yeah, trying to figure it out. That's incredible. So when did that, you know, early idea start to the point where you actually started producing them? Like how, how early is this? How long has this been in the works? Is what I'm I'd say to. early October, early to mid October, he was on Cincy Bengals talk with Sarah. Uh, oh gosh, Elise Jesse. And okay. she had, she had done like an investigation into the hat and had asked a couple of the linemen, like, where's this hat? Uh, who do you get it from? And they were like, you got to talk to Ted. Like, I don't talk to Ted. And they asked Ted, and she asked Ted, and he was like, well, Yeah, I made it. And she was like, Well, are you going to sell them? And he was like, 
yeah, you know what? We're going to sell them. We're going to put all the proceeds to Village Marici. So that was like early October. Then I actually went to the Panthers game, I think November 4th. Yep. And I was at his house and I was like, dude, what's the plan with these hats? What, what's going on? He's like, honestly, I could use a little help. And I was like, let's go. I'll get a website up tomorrow. We'll, we'll start rolling. We'll start marketing it. And uh, yeah, we're like 32 days from the idea, the conception of like, let's do this. And it's, yeah, it's like, that's bad. Absolutely. <laughs> that is absolutely wild. I didn't realize it was that fast. I, I thought you were going to tell me, oh yeah, this has been the, the works for a year, 18 months. And, you know, we're, no. we're, you know, just figured it out, but. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. And, you know, kudos to you for being able to stand all this stuff up so quickly. And, you know, I can't remember how long ago I ordered it, but, you know, it was still on pre-order at that point when I when I put it in. So, yeah. you know, I still got it in a reasonable amount of time. And it yeah, I just great. ordered mine like a little after it went live and it came in yesterday. Like it was quick. So you guys are filling orders. You're killing it, Matt. We I got, love what you guys are doing, man. We got 4,000. Oh yeah, sorry. Good plug. No, you're good. I I remember the first interview I saw and Ted was wearing it, and I I instantly went to Twitter because I'm like, someone definitely knows who this is, and like that's all I saw on my feed was like, where's this awesome hat? Where yeah. do you, where do we get this? Where do I get this hat? How do I get this hat? And I was like, oh, I I'm definitely getting one of those, especially if Ted's wearing it. But I was at a random tailgate, and a guy, tailgate, and a guy comes up to me, he's like, dude, where's that hat? I need that hat right now. I've seen it all over the internet. And I was yep. like, oh shit, like there's something to this hat. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> You're yeah, like, but this one's mine. <laughs> Get away I, from me. I've got a limited edition one that has 64 on it. Ted got his number on nice. some of them. Uh, we might have to do a little reprint, a little limited edition autograph version That'd or something. Sick. Yeah. Hey, you could always do with one of those. You could raise even more money, put one of the limited editions up for like a raffle. Oh, yeah. go. For, for this, Village of Marici. This weekend, I think we're going to do a little giveaway. If you if you promote a picture, we're you're going to be entered into a giveaway for an autographed Ted hat and jersey combo. So that'll be coming here soon. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I accept the winnings already. Thank I was going to say you can just send that to me. I can send you my address. You know, you guys. I mean, yeah, you guys are the front runners right now. <laughs> and I did want to just share. So anyone that I'm sure I can't imagine anyone that's listened to our show hasn't seen it, but those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, who haven't seen it? These are all for the designs. You I have to me. get an. I have to get an orange one. Like I, I want know. them all. Also, yeah, the black one's definitely my my favorite. I I think the. I love the orange. It, it it's hard. Like I I love them all, and you know it's such a simple design, and that's why I think it's so great. You know, it's it's just very simple. It's not too busy. And what's really underrated is just that little string across the bill. It just kind of brings it all together and adds this other flair to it. It looks awesome. 100% Ted. He's got an eye for design. And that's the best part. I mean, you know, like we, we were kind of joking like, yeah, it's for a great cause. Yeah, it's a cool story and a cool mission. But it's a great hat. Like, it is. thank God it's a great product. But like every time we open the boxes for the new hats, I'm like, please don't have fucked up these hats. Like, please, <laughs> like the logo better be fine. Like it's nerve wracking. Like you plot a couple, like the logos all mess up. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. So, yeah. <laughs> now I know you sent us, uh, I don't think Joe asked this while I was off here, but how long you known Ted, if you want to just kind of let the people yeah. know how long you've known him and the relationship that you guys have and just everything. Known Ted since uh, eighth grade. So he was the new kid at our school. We went to St. Matthew Catholic School. You beat him up the first day, but then he became best friends. Roughed his ass up. Yeah, welcome, welcome to prison. No, yeah. Uh, no, he. it was actually funny. The first thing I remember about Ted, he's got, uh, he's got a birthmark on his wrist. And he was always really self-conscious about that growing up. And a teacher called him out mid-class, first day, and said, oh, my God, what is that on your wrist? A tattoo? And he's like the brand-new kid, hates his birthmark, like mortified, and that was like the – He pancaked her. He pancaked her. Exactly, exactly. Where the career started. So we – me, uh, him, and two other buddies kind of became like a four-person best friend crew. I went to his high school. Our other two buddies went to our rival high school. I was the mascot in high school. He was the captain of the football team. Um, yeah. And I was, you know, been in his wedding, been been one of his best friends since then. So it's been a fun career to watch. Ted has been, it's just kind of funny because I, Parker, I don't know if you've followed his career at all or seen like his old film. He's just steadily gotten better and better, yeah. right? Like he was never the top guy. He was the last pick of the sixth round. Like he almost didn't get drafted. He was never like the all big 10 guy. 
he was never the five-star recruit, but it's just steadily gotten better and better. And it's been like the most rewarding journey ever to watch. Now, how well do you know uh, Coach Karras? Because I was lucky to go on a on a show with him earlier this week. And that guy just seems like, well, a glass eater, as we say here in Cincinnati. When you listen to Ted and his dad and his uncles from another room, you have no idea who's talking. They have the same mannerisms of the most diehard football people in the world to the, you know, to the little Tedism. Uh, yeah, I know him very well. So Coach Karras, they moved to Indianapolis because he was a head coach, uh, head uh, college coach. So he started the program at Marion University, uh, was the first coach, brought in the first recruiting class. In five years, they won a national championship uh, in NAIA. So got to see that whole run. That was like from eighth grade to sophomore year in college. Uh, so yeah, got to go to the, you know, after parties at their house with all the other coaches. And I mean, there is football guy as football guys get. Now, I think I know what Cincy James is talking about, assuming not my daughter, the little leprechaun, but, uh, I think I, I heard a little bit of story, but t tell everyone else about, about the leprechaun from you. Yes. So I'm, I'm like five foot five, 135 pounds. So I'm, I'm tiny. I played football in fifth grade and was traumatized. So I, I quit from there. Uh, but going into senior year of high school, I was going to be the class president and I was with Ted at his uncle's house up in Northern Indiana. And we were thinking of something funny for me to do to, to give the first speech of the year. And I don't know who came up with the idea, but the idea throughout like, well, what if you just came out in a leprechaun suit and we're like the mascot? And Ted just instantly looked at me and he was always like the outgoing one. I was kind of the shy one. He was mm -hmm. always yanking me out of my comfort zone. Like he's never met a stranger. He's never been a, met a party he didn't want to go to. And he was like, you're fucking doing it. No way out. Made. I'm carrying you out of my shoulders. Uh, so yeah, I got to run the team out. I was kind of the mascot. Every game, best, best part of high school was before every single game, I'd run the team out. I'd find Ted. He'd give me the big sweatiest hug in the world right before the game, and then they'd go kick ass, and we won state that year. So it was awesome. That's yeah, amazing. Good luck. Not saying it was me, but it probably wasn't me. So, so basically for the playoff run, you may have to get back into the suit. I could be like Uday's little, like, you know, kitten son or something. You know, I could just be like the tiny little cat looking. I don't know. Thing. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't mess with good luck. They won state and you were the oh. leprechaun. Mm -hmm. There you go. I got to think Uday's a little more uh, athletic than me, probably. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I, I think all of this, you know, the, the success of this since he had isn't, it, it's a great hat, you know, of course. But I think also, everyone's just fallen in love with, with Ted and his personality and his play on the field. I mean, he, I mean, those mic'd up with him are so great that my, my favorite one is uh, against the dolphins where he goes, we're going to get the ball back and we're going to run it down their fucking throats. And I'm like, yes, let's go. I love this guy. I want to crack a beer with this guy. Just like everyone loves him. And, you know, I think I, I was asking in a chat, um, maybe when you're on another another cast about like did everybody love him like in new england miami and you were you were kind of talking about like he didn't get as much opportunity so what what does this meant you know for for ted to be so embraced by the the bengals fans in the cincinnati community the best thing ever i mean he is he absolutely loves cincinnati i mean it's been unbelievable to even see just the excitement around his signing i mean we were all watching the playoffs last year we were totally on the Bengals bandwagon because hate the titans hate the chiefs wanted somebody from the afc to win and we were seeing the o-line struggles and we we're like oh that's a bummer and let's go <laughs> like they need a center come on baby this is our chance come on uh i mean when he signed that day oh talking to him on the phone just hearing the play-by-play -play, hearing how burrow called him it was like dude we need a veteran center need you on this line i mean it's been it's been a fairy tale since hopefully we have a lot more w's to come hopefully we can get a couple rings but i couldn't imagine a better start to his journey the, yeah, how much how much the teams embraced him, got that mic'd up. I remember just looking through the comments being like, holy shit, these people love Ted. Like, this yeah. is awesome. So, oh, I mean, the most incredible experience so far. And, yeah, New England was awesome. Miami was great. was a, kind of a short stint. New England was, I mean, fun just because he got to play with Brady, obviously. Like, that was really cool. He won sure. two rings with them. But feels like a different environment here in Cincy. Uh, feels like a, a program really hungry for, the, for a Super Bowl. So. I'm dying for one. Parker, you got any questions? Any 
Any tech questions? I know you got an event tonight, so I don't want to. I mean, I got, a, I got a million questions. I've always wanted to go, like, just sit down and talk with these guys. It's awesome that you have that opportunity, man. Like, I got a couple buddies that are in the league, and I don't think they even remember who I am. So, I mean, props to you. It's fun. I mean, Ted is like, there. Ted has a unique way of making everyone he's ever met feel special and be invited no one is not invited to ted's house like after every single game there's probably 45 people at his house well just well, shoot me the address and so we can come by exactly. i was gonna say i'm on the way i was literally i was like man if we could if we are if we like auctioned off like a barbecue at your house i was like i feel like that would go for an insane amount of money oh like, yeah go nuts but that's just the kind of guy he is he you know he gives everyone the time of day he loves the underdog like if you go out to a bar with ted it's like almost overwhelming because he'll make 37 new friends and you're like, dude, just come on, but, you know, rain it in here. Uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been awesome. He's just loved. I mean, Ted went to his neighbor's seventh, his neighbor's son's seventh grade play like four weeks ago because they invited him. He was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. Uh, so, I mean, his neighborhoods and, and, you know, embraced him. The city's embraced him. He loves the guys. I got to actually meet a lot of the players after that, like July practice. I stayed over that night. And of course I didn't really know anyone who anyone was. I didn't follow the team that much in the off season. So like Lyle's over there, Jonah's over there, Volson's there. Like I have no idea who any of these guys are. I walk out the next day and start like Googling. I'm like, Oh shit. He was the fourth overall pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hey Parker, you got to go though. Yeah. No, I, just, well, I just got one question. Right. One, one yes. football related question. I got to get in, but yep. uh Andrews was one of like my first like ever favorite centers that I ever had watching football. Like, did was he a cool guy? Did they have a good relationship? Did he learn anything from Andrews? Like, what what takeaways from like being behind that guy for so long did does he have? Definitely loved him. Uh, he was actually really devastated. Like the season Ted started end to end for the Pats was when Andrews had some real bad health issues. Ted, you know. That was a, a huge bummer. Great guy. I only met him once. Seems like just the most down-to-earth, humble dude you've ever met, though. I think just the whole organization, the whole line, especially Andrews, just like their poise and the way they just show up and get shit done. I mean, just the discipline of that organization. I mean, Ted loves football, and you have to have that love of football at the Patriots, and it feels like everyone in the Bengals has adopted that, too. But, God, just the discipline to show up, get shit done, focus. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was instilled in Ted pretty early and fit fit his personality pretty well. I want to ask you, Parker, though, when you're watching a play, I, I always wonder because like when I'm watching a play, I'm looking at Burrow, I'm looking at the receivers. Are you just dialed in on the line? I mean, do sometimes you have to like look up and see what happened on the play? Or are you focused on other things, knowing knowing you'll go back to the line? Yeah, no, it's it's funny. From all the years of playing, like I just I've just gotten used to watching film, watching the line, watching myself, watching the guys ahead of me. And so it's like there will be times where I'm watching a game and I'm just – I always watch the line. It's what I do just because it's where my eyes go naturally. And then the camera will pan away because it was a deep shot or something or a breakaway or something. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I was trying to watch – so I was trying to watch Jonah put that guy in the fucking ground. Like can we hold on a second on the pan? And that's why I always <laughs> laugh where it's like you get the all 22 angles from like the college football games or like the camera like behind the line. I'm like, I'll watch – I watch those. Like you already know. I'm like that's how I watch football. So all, I all the time, I, I, I never see a good pass play and I always hope there's a replay, they but you see a good, lot of fun stuff. If you watch the line, the whole game, they need a good O-lineman commentator. I feel like you got a lot of like tight end, you got like Witten, you got, you know, Romo and all that. Yeah. You need a good O-line commentator who's doing the color because I feel like you don't get that color. Like you get Collins. We're talking about the O-line. Like we need like a Ted, we need a Jeff Saturday. who's breaking yeah. that stuff down. No, yeah. they just give them head coaching. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. It was nice to meet you, Matt. I got to run, but always a pleasure. I'm sure I'll talk to all three of you in the future soon. So. I hope so. Yeah, you're in, maybe, if you're lucky. Don't have too much fun without me, Dale. I know you See miss you, me. Thanks, Parker. See y'all. Well, so, now that uh, he's gone. Yeah, now, now the show can finally start. No. Um, so... As far as uh, the village of Marici, I said it mm -hmm. right this time, I think. Yep. So, um, when when you guys are raising, you know, funds for this, how does it go from you know getting to your charitable organization to 
something tangible that's going to help an, an adult with a develop, developmental disability mm -hmm. and is it just housing or you know how does that process work as far as you guys giving aid to these folks there's like there's two main i guess pillars of marici one is the housing so right now they own one building that has 22 uh, apartments so they're individual independent living apartments they qualify under low income housing so everyone pays between like 200 and 500 bucks rent um, so that's kind of one element. Now what they're doing is they're expanding their services element. So there's probably a fleet of about 15 to 30 coaches. Almost every resident or person in the community that qualifies under these disabilities gets some government aid for coaching. So things like, you know, taking them out to the grocery store and doing their grocery shopping, helping them with budgeting, helping them with like general life skills. Um, and so they're really expanding their, their services program. Unfortunately, the residential aspect I mean, they have 22 adults right now. They have a 400-person waiting list. Like, unless we sell a wow. billion hats, you're not going to be able to reach everyone there. But you can make a huge impact in these folks' lives by making these services accessible. A lot of the time, people can get these services reimbursed, but they don't know who to go through. There's not a set program. There's not a community through it. Um, so two, one of the big things Marici is raising funds for is a new apartment building. They're going to go from 22 units to 60 units. Uh, with the addition of a new 38 unit building um, so that almost you know triple their their capacity um, and it's a it's a huge funding endeavor they're going through interest rates are through the roof materials are through the roof everything's gotten like you know 40 percent more expensive um, but this fundraiser has been I think larger than every other fundraiser this year combined um, so it's like it's all it's almost giving the team like the green light to like proceed with the project which has been incredible that's awesome. Yeah. And you guys are just focused on Indianapolis right now. Has there been ever, you know, have you guys talked about expanding or even doing some some work in the Cincinnati community? Right now, Indianapolis, one of the best parts of this whole thing, though, is I've gotten like four outreach emails about, oh, my gosh, we do a similar thing in, in Cincinnati. Like, that's so cool and special that we're going to now have relationships with folks in other communities. There's so much we can learn from them. There's so much they can learn from us how they're navigating the landscape, how they're serving their their folks. I would say there's such a need. Indiana, I think, has done a pretty poor job of this in the past. I'm not sure how Ohio compares, but I know the need is like desperately massive in Indiana. So I bet Marici probably focuses on Indiana, but like we're already thinking about like what kind of event could we throw in the spring or summer? Well, you, involve, could, like, have, you could have some cross-fundraising cross cross events. And, exactly. Uh, I know Ken Anderson's got uh, the Ken Anderson Alliance, which is you know huge in this area in Cincy. So there's so many opportunities for partnerships. For sure. Awesome. I mean, I, I really think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, when people start helping other people, like this one small thing can turn into a lot bigger thing. And, um, but I mean, yeah, we're just buying hats right now. But honestly, you know, fundraising events and I'm sure like Ted seems like that kind of guy too, that he'll, he'll lead the charge of it of, Hey, you want to have an event and here's Ted in the off season. And, you know, there's multiple ways to fundraise. So this is just the beginning order your hats right now, but. I know I'm like, I'm like, should we make like a phone case? Should we make like t-shirts? Like what, you know, what other angle, obviously there's like a nice little brand and a logo we could do but also yeah you're exactly right like is are there some experiences like hang out with the Bengals o-line that you know could auction yeah. off or something like that yeah yeah that's just a lot but you guys are doing great to get this started and and i mean like it reached a hundred thousand dollar mark did you and then ted matching that did that just kind of blow your mind and be like wow this is uh yeah how'd this happen yeah i mean it was one of those things where i feel like ted and i had extremely grandiose views of where this thing could go and we were like my mom was laughing at us the whole time like calm down guys we're not gonna do that we're not gonna sell 2,000 hats and then all of a sudden the first night happened and it was like oh shit we actually underestimated where this could go yeah. uh so yeah this is a testament to the community like and it's a cause that it's a it's a cause that affects so many families and never it doesn't get talked about you know, you know, you don't talk about your sibling or your uncle who has developmental disabilities. It just doesn't come up. Uh, you know, it's not it's not the sexiest cause in the world, but it touches like so many families. Uh, so I think a lot of folks have seen it, heard about it and been like, oh, yeah, I have a bit of soft spot in my heart for that. 
Yeah, I, I work in special education, so yeah. I mean it's it's firsthand for me as far as you know the things that can help and that's awesome. And what like do you do? That. Are you in a school system? Yes, I'm that's a school awesome. teacher in special education. Um, that's exactly what my mom did for the first thirty-five years of her career. She was in assistive technology and occupational therapy at a school township. So, I love that, and and she's the one who started this, and it's a cause close to you, and. And I mean, that's what I mean. There's no one better to have the hands of it, even though I just met you, Matt, than you and like your mom and, and you know, having the face, obviously, and the, the notoriety with Ted helps. But the people behind the scenes that are doing the day to day is really key. So I want to say thank you for that. Appreciate it. No, it's been it's been a hilarious team effort. Like I was over with my dad for three hours earlier today, printing shipping labels. I was organizing. We got 3000 hats coming in next week. We're like battening down the hatches, talking with my mom about how do we get into the Cincinnati newspapers? I mean, it's just been like a hilarious, like all hands on deck who can do what, who can help with what. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a community building experience and you know, what, what more can you ask for? So, Absolutely. so Iceman here said, did, did you and Matt just, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a best mm-hmm. friend slut. I got tons of best friends. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. self-proclaimed. Yeah. Joe, stop it. Why, why you act like that, Joe? Cause I just like, it's hard, getting hard to keep track. Yeah, it is. Clark, it is I think Clark Harris too. was, was the Clark Harris was the, the OG uh, best friend. Then it was Shane Graham. <laughs> then it was Gary Owen uh and then who was it uh it was uh, it was ted's dad ted. the other yeah last week. And that was yeah. ted's dad now it's matt you're we just trying to get ted's into the girl's family here. now oh yeah we got to get ted's dad on here he would love this he'd love to drink some beer and talk some bangles o-line oh yeah heck yeah i think they were bonding over miller late weren't you dale yeah that was uh that was our conversation i, I asked him if he is a beer bourbon and wine guy and yeah, he's like i like them all oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but if you're on the boat, because I've been talking about fish, and that's why that's why Ted in Florida, I think those guys love to go fishing and just crush the beers. That's that's oh, the yeah. main thing. But Ted has a law: you can never leave beer on the table. If you try to get up and walk away, go to the bathroom, leave the bar, and there's a little bit of beer in your cup, sit your ass down and finish the beer. There you go. <laughs> Uh, good question from Cincy James. Uh, Matt, how, how'd your background help you take this movement by the horn to get the word, word out? Um, you know, practically, you know, instantly, like we talked about so quickly. I work for a software startup. I feel like what I feel like what Ted and I were able to do is we were kind of able to identify like there's something here. Like just seeing like people commenting and talking about and there's a YouTube video about this hat. I think what we noticed was like there's something here. If we can make this look right if we can make this feel right, if we can promote the cause in the right way, we might be able to do this. So like I work for a software startup and we help people build websites. So I was like, okay, I've never built a website. I've never built an online store on my own, but I know enough to be dangerous. And, you know, after 25 hours of playing around with Shopify, I can make it look kind of good. You know, I, I know enough about social media. I've never been an expert at it, but I know like what, you know, kind of a little bit about reels and how to get that a little viral. But yeah, I think it's, I've honestly been shocked at honestly how much the community has promoted it. And I was expecting to have to do a lot more of the marketing work and the PR work and just seeing every time we put something out, you know, nine or 10 retweets, people sharing their hats, you know, promoting it, bringing people to our site. Like it's been unbelievable. Like I couldn't ask for why. I mean, we dream, you dream about something like that, but there's nothing you can do to create that. Other people have to band together as a community and lift it up. Like it doesn't matter what marketing we did. We couldn't have done this. It was all the reporters, all the, all the fans who have brought this to life. So. Yeah. It's, it's been so organic in the, in the sense where people love Ted, people love the hat, people love the cause. And it's just, you know, the perfect combination of all of them. And, um, you know, just just so happy for for you guys um, that everything's going so well, and you guys are able to raise so much money for this great cause. Yeah, we uh, we put up this site, and we had, I I had the idea just come like let's put like a launch date out there. Let's you know let's just say it's gonna be like Tuesday at seven, and let's promote it the day before. I think Ted had tweeted about it like once. He had posted mm-hmm. on Instagram about it like once, but like it was like okay, well that that tweet got a hundred retweets. That post right. got like two. Like there was like something like whoa shit, like there's some like pent up demand. So we turned yeah when we turned on the website within an hour, we had gotten an order every single minute for the first fifty minutes, and we had. 
400 orders at the end of that first hour. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a really busy month. So yeah. uh, next time we'll be at a game, Sunday. I'm going to every home game from here on out, every playoff game that's at Paycor. My, my fall, my early fall was a pain. I had like weddings and stuff. Schedule yep. was wide open. I'm nervous as hell about the Browns. I can't can't sleep. I, we got to shake them. We got we got to get a victory. You can't count out Deshaun Watson. I don't love the. I don't like the guy at all. Uh, nah. But I don't. I you can't count him out of out of a game. Miles Garrett's a fucking mess. He's a monster. Uh, yeah, he's a monster. Well, yeah. I mean, we that is one more demon for us to exercise. You know, it, last year going into it, we you know we had so many. Where it's like, hey, we haven't won a playoff game, and I need a headband. Years. I'm big on the headbands and like the, like not like a you know basketball headband, but like the ones they they yeah. wear now. Yeah, okay, okay. I wear those most of the shows. We get we get that with Sensi on it. Jeez, we're cooking. All right, there we go. There we go. How are we feeling? So, what's what are we most nervous about Sunday? D line, just Miles Garrett. I think Chubb. Well, you got to stop Chubb. I think the the thing I'm nervous about there there's tons of of matchups that we we could talk about, but overall, just we can't give them those big plays. Um, like I remember last year, uh, I didn't even get into the stadium yet. I was tailgating a little too long, still waiting in line to get in, and we're driving down the field. We're at like the twelve yard line, and we throw a pick six, and I'm just like, and that I mean, the game was it felt over ever since then it's and easy so to it's say like, but it's fast start yes so it's just like it's it's more so about you know playing smart and not getting in those game scripts where it falls into cleveland's wheelhouse of if they're up if they're up they will just run the ball down our throats as t- as ted says and it's and miles hard. and then they yeah. were and passing my, yeah. and that's it goes hand in hand yes. Exactly. And then Garrett can just pin his ears back and just rush. And it's uh, that that's where I think things can go wrong for us. So it's like, all right, we have to have efficient, long drives where we're, you know, we're taking the check downs. We're, you know, getting four yards at a time. And those those are the keys. But, yeah, I mean, it's all going to come down to the lines and who can run the ball better. Yeah, that Chiefs game, I love that we took the, the coin toss and just ran it right down their throat. That was awesome. Yeah. I was like, I hope this doesn't backfire and it like turns into like, oh, three and out, but all oh, hey, that doggy. was so satisfying. <laughs> Haley, yeah. Haley probably likes that doggy too. Yeah, this is Haley. Yeah, she was tired of waiting for me to come up, so she needed to be on the show as she sometimes does. Oh, okay. Uh, so I saw the question, are we going to sell any hats at the game? Yeah. We have 500 hats coming tomorrow, and we've got some ravenous folks that need their hats ASAP. So we're shipping every single one of those out tomorrow. But I think I'm trying to line up somewhere to sell on January 2nd or the 8th because I think we'll have yeah, a little bit the, of that Bills game is going to Monday Night Football. It's going to be wild. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, don't put the pressure on the man for this week because they're still filling the orders. But potentially the second, because you guys could set up. A booth, I'm sure that'd be easy to do on the banks, and everybody could just come by, buy their hat, yeah. support Tet, yeah. And I have no idea what the laws are around, like, selling merch around there. I'm like, I don't want to, yeah. like, you know, be a bad guy or, like, overstep bounds, but I know there's some, like, big tailgates. I've heard about – I haven't met Bengal Jim yet. I've heard some great things about his setup. I need to, like – I'm actually going to the game alone. My fiancé can't go on Sunday, so I'm like, all right, i got to check out some of these, like, lot one, lot B, you know, Bengal Jim's tailgates and just salute around and meet some folks. Tell them where we hang out, Dale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where do you no, go? He said, he said lot one. Okay, we're, you we're got lot one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're lot, lot one. one. But yeah, we're, we're a little bit spot. everywhere. Like, I, That's true. honestly, I'm like, go tailgate wherever. Do you go on lot one or you just, you're an attendee? We park in lot one. Exactly. Like, Bengals Bomb Squad is, uh, is yes. a thing that's really close by. But, like, I mean, it's not that we're affiliated, but I mean, yeah. you yeah. know. That's our home base yeah. is, is lot one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've, you know, Bengal gyms is, is awesome. Uh, Longworth hall is great. They're all, they're all great. Yeah. Um, the the bank is actually hall. like Cincinnati though. So that's why I suggested that one is because with the banks, 
it may be the easiest to set up a tent and know you're not doing anything illegal uh-huh. in any way, shape, or form to sell legit stuff like what you're doing. Yeah. Especially with Ted being on the team, because like it's just the kind of like the whole street. It's in between the Red Stadium yep. and the Bengals Stadium, and yeah. it's that whole area. Okay. And and uh, you see tents and people are doing different stuff, but. But I would think that may be the easiest one. I was just thinking of it from your standpoint. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've been a Longworth guy so far. I have a buddy from college who's like the biggest Bengals fan I've ever met. I'm sure I'm sure on your guys' level. And that's where they, they hang out. So I'm, I'm a Longworth guy. So yeah, Longworth is literally like lot one is when you're walking closer to the stadium. You yeah. walk past that. Yep. So I love how gritty Longworth is. It's like the grittiest tailgating environment. You just got the train track, and you're like, man, I'm in this. Like, this and it opens crazy. the earliest, so some people are there like well before you can get in any other lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's yeah. It seems like the whole draw. Yeah. Are you guys going on Sunday? Oh always, yeah, always, man. We're always there. Love I that. haven't missed a game yet this year, so. Where are your seats? So I'm in 149. Um, so I'm end zone, lower bowl corner. Dale, you can tell me where you guys are. I'm 158, close to the tunnel in like row 19. But but this week, oh god, see, do I have to say this? You're making me. I I was hoping you would, or I was gonna. This week I'll be in the suite. I'll be in the best red sports suite. Nice. I'll be in the suite drinking my Miller Lite with my pinky out. (laughs) I love that. I love like that. if the game's going bad in the first quarter, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck this suite," and I'm just gonna head down to the lower bowl, the fucking right by my area. I don't give a shit. I don't know about you. I love that Chiefs game. I didn't. We didn't sit at all. Our section was not. Sitting. No. I was all uh, about no. it. It just it it makes you more of a fan. Like I'm like jumping yeah. up and like hugging people next to me. You're not having like oh, I'm up and down. No, like you're up. You're standing the hell up. That was actually how Gillette was. Gillette, you didn't sit the entire game, uh, and it was it was it was fun. So and, no, and, I heard I heard that Betfred Suite was wild, but still, you hear things about Suite, yeah, and you're like, okay, but you know they're they're putting a lot of people like us on and sponsoring our shows and helping awesome. getting started with the uh, sports gambling here being legalized yeah. on January first. Shout out Betfred Sports, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I don't even know what that's like. I'm like, I never thought I'd ever sit in a suite ever, like financially be able. Yeah. To. So I'm financially not doing that. They're doing it. Thank you. I love that. And I and I apologize, guys. I have to drop my my son being a crazy 18 month old. He had busted his lip. He had got a stitch. He's getting home from urgent care. So I'm gonna go visit with him before he has to go to bed. But thank you so much for for coming on, Matt. It was great chatting with you. Hope to see you at the game. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, man. All right. Who day? Who day? Matt, I thank you for your time, man. This has been awesome. I'd love to have you on again. Update us here in a week or so. Maybe we can link up uh, this week to tailgate if you're going to be. I'll DM you. You're lot one, you said? Yeah, I'll just. uh, Yeah, well, I've got you. I usually run the Bengals of Bruce, so I'll give you my phone number and then. That way, I'll know because we don't always get there like early, early. Yeah, I'm TBD. Um, I might be more of like an 11:30 guy. Yeah, have a beer same. Yeah, same. So we'll just kind of play it by ear. But that'd be yeah. awesome, man. If you're down there, we'll hang out. We'll drink a beer. We'll meet in yeah. person. And yeah, and I no love everything you're doing. And uh, before we get off here, I do want to pop up this for everybody. Yes, thecincyhat.com. If you haven't bought one of these already, I mean, look at the one he's wearing. There, There is four different hats. They're all amazing. I know I'm going to get another one before Christmas. I'm thinking the orange one, but maybe I just do the four. Maybe I do the four pack. The four pack. What's the four pack cost? 135. 135. So 135, you can get the four pack. You can have all the cut. Mm-hmm. You you're good to go. And you can do some giveaways. Like maybe I give away. You know, maybe the new black one that comes in. We do a giveaway. We raise some money. We raise money for Village of Marici. We raise money. Maybe do half and half. Village of Marici, Hayden Hurst Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I love uh, it. I'm optimistic that anyone who gets the white, like, they're so clean when they're, they're like, so clean and crisp, but, like, they're going to get so dirty. And yeah. I, I'm already, like, I got to get, like, five of these whites because I'm going to literally wreck Well, that's what I'm terrified about getting the white ones. Yeah. And, like, I got one of the Jackpot Joey, uh, white hats and it it got dirty but i'm like i still gonna wear it because i love it so it'd be the same thing with that one 
Exactly. Right okay. on. We'll get a dub on Sunday. Huge. Every single Tell one. Tell everybody besides Cincy Hat where they can find you. Yep. They can find you and find you guys online and on Twitter. Work. I think we're Cincy Hat. And then on Instagram, we're the Cincy Hat. Um, yeah, we're around the CincyHat.com. Try to make it as easy as humanly possible. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of people sharing their hats at the game this week, walking around with it. Um, yeah, so thank you all for your support. It's been literally insane. Uh, could not have fathomed this and uh, just ridiculously grateful to the community. Thanks, brother. And thank you for joining us. Love to have you back on sometime. Of course. Who day? Who day? New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted. Who they in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earned our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on? Stripes. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the Now who got a move I can own? Now who wanna move?